Welcome back to British Carbonara. Basically, hello internet, but less interesting and with more spaghetti. How are you doing, Mario? <laughs> I did not expect that shout out out of nowhere <laughs> to one of our favorite uh, podcasts. Uh, if you're hearing and you are not, uh, CGP Grey, I love you even though you're a robot. And Brady, I love you and you are not a robot. And yeah, that's it. <laughs> How's it going? <laughs> Not as well as usual. It's been a couple of sad days to me, but uh, let's keep it for later. Yeah, let's not have the uh, misery section today and talk about the virus. Let's just <laughs> let's just be happy and talk about random entertainment stuff. Sure. So I wanted to begin with uh, a reheated carbonara. Okay, go on. Because last episode we talked about uh, a lot of uh, uh, a lot of anime, both we knew and uh, didn't knew, and uh, one of these was uh, Carol and Tuesday. Oh, yeah, the one made from the author of uh, Cowboy Bebop, Watanabe is yes. the yeah Shinichi Watanabe, exactly like one third of Japan. It's called Watanabe as a surname. <laughs> Yes, <laughs> the, the, the other third is called Taro, and the other third is Tanaka, and that's basically it. <laughs> exactly. So I, I'm, uh, I haven't finished yet. I still uh, a couple of episodes watch, so my opinions are not uh, final. But still, overall, it's a very well made anime. Probably not as memorable as uh, Cowboy Bebop was, but still, okay, uh, it was time nicely spent. I have, um, well, I finished it yesterday because I have, don't have much to do here. <laughs> uh, and I have a similar thought about it. Um, it's uh, very good overall. I can't say too many bad things about it, but it's not stellar. It's not as good as Cowboy Bebop and it's not nearly as good as what I feel is Watanabe's best work and what you should watch, because I know you didn't, which is Samurai Champloo, which is a masterpiece. One of the best animes I've ever watched. And uh, this feels like uh, a nice uh, story, but there are some issues, I think. Uh, I, I know from a post on Facebook that you loved the, the guys in the talent show. Uh, yeah, the mermaid, mermaid sisters. Yes. Oh God, I I hated that scene so much. It's <laughs> it's one of those uh, it's one of those things we talked about about uh, Japanese uh, using English lyrics just because they're cool, and they're just saying random bad words because they sound cool in English, and I hate that so much. I can't. I I really can't. That's exactly the point. I probably the, the uh, main goal of the. Of Watanabe was exactly that kind of audience because if you notice that <laughs> every other English songs have uh, subtitles in Japanese, but that one didn't. So it's probably <laughs> both for the best that Japanese people that don't know English don't know what that song was about. Yeah, but still, probably some people because it's quite catchy. Some people are going to sing it somehow yeah, for sure. <laughs> without knowing. for sure for sure <laughs> uh what what i found a little bit uh not frustrating but not as uh, i would have expected it 
it's kind of too easy for uh, these two girls to emerge. Like by like episode three, they have a manager and they're almost already sort of famous. I mean, it's I I know it's supposed it's supposed to be twenty episode anime, so of course uh, you can't. Uh, build a bigger, larger, more complicated story. But still, I found a little bit too easy the way they rise up to fame. Uh, Especially when they pull off the... They went to a talent show uh, gimmick, which is, come on, please, no, no, don't make it with a talent show. Make it for real. I mean, it was... I, I did not like that much the talent show part, but what comes after, it's really good. Yeah, I have basically the, the same exactly opinion. But one thing that uh, bugged me about the the manager character, it's a sort of a plot hole. The more I think about it, because uh, okay. from uh, the the point I am right now, I'm uh, basically the, the the episode where the uh, what was his name? I don't remember the legendary musician that lives on his own and uh, basically dies at the end uh, of the episode. Oh, oh, uh, yeah, Desmond. Desmond. I it's the name. Yeah, yeah. So, sorry for eventful spoiler. The thing that bugged me from, um, uh, of the, um, of the manager, Gus, is that we now know that he, as a manager, had uh, really both amazing and uh, terrible experience. Basically, we know that he doesn't like the main music industry. He mm-hmm. don't, yeah. doesn't want the girls to sign up a, a contract with a, a major label because they would uh, control them too much, so they won't have the of freedom course. to express themselves. But knowing this now, then what was the point to go on a major event like uh, uh, a talent show, a yeah. talent show yeah. where the main goal I, I is totally, to get? <laughs> yeah, I totally see your point. I totally see your point. I mean, he tried to have a good deal with a an actual music uh, uh, production company. I forget the name I should use here. Um, but uh, he failed and they went uh, basically indie. Um, but still, it feels kind of strange that he tried them already at the beginning to get them to X Factor, basically. C- come on. To talk about things I liked uh, a lot, um, the visuals are amazing, and yeah, uh, I really love um, the fact that many of the relationship between characters are very real, very feel very realistic. I think, especially when it comes to Carol and Tuesday, when they're together, they're it's magic. I, I just love them so much. What uh, I really liked also was the fact that every single episode is named after, after a, a classic popular- song. Yes. 80s, 70s, 90s song. There's immigrant song. There's uh, there's a song br- uh, by The Cure, by ev- pretty much every major pop and rock star. So it's it was really good. There's dancing queen also. There's a dancing queen. Yeah, well, of course you would <laughs> <laughs> mention uh, Abba. Um, also, I don't know if you remember the um, the first uh, ending song. On the ending, uh, on the ending titles. Okay, that reminded me a lot of uh, Abba in the style. Really, I I really forgot the first ending. I remember the the second one because I I think it's more catchy. The one "Hold Me Now" I'm finally fulfilled that one. 
That's the first. Okay, then I remember the first one. Um, <laughs> I, I, I got them confused. The songs are really great too. I, I mean, the, the, especially Carol and Tuesday's songs, they, they feel very real as opposed to many other, uh, songs in the, in the anime, which is the point because the other songs, most of the other songs are basically AI generated. So yeah, they, they should sound uh, artificial and uh, that's a really nice detail. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, it's a, it's a nice anime and uh, for people who haven't watched it, uh, watch it because it's really good. Definitely. But not as good as other stuff by the same author, but still good. Okay. I'm going to shut up. So you want to start talking about your stuff? Uh no, that was my main thing, the, the reheated carbonara. Really? If you okay. want to go, <laughs> yeah. Then I am then I am not gonna stop. You're gonna hear me for <laughs> a little <laughs> bit. Um, I wanted to talk about um, a trailer that was uh, released recently um, uh, of uh, the upcoming new Pixar movie Soul. Um, I don't know if uh, you've watched it. I don't know if uh, you know something about it. No, I remember when it was first announced. I remember some memes about it, but I don't have watched the... <laughs> of course you would remember the memes. <laughs> I wanted to talk about that because it really struck me in a positive way. I mean, uh, it's a just two minutes trailer. Actually, a teaser was was released uh, some months ago before this, but I haven't watched that. Uh, I have watched this, and it, it feels really, really like a nice, nice story. Classic, super classic Pixar story. It's about this uh, this guy who's a musician, who's a, basically a, I think, jazz musician, and uh, he sort of dies, and his soul is transported to the afterlife and i don't want to call it heaven because it's not he arrives in what in the in the trailer they call the land of before or the great the great before i guess that's the name where all the souls pre-birth of people uh, are and there they uh, get their personality their traits uh, they get ready for their future life it's a really really nice premise i really loved the way they presented it it's from the same uh, team that did uh, inside out so you would uh, guess it's kind of not the the same premise but souls emotions uh, all these kind of things kind of return so basically pixar is trying to do uh, a movie about uh near-death experience <laughs> basically yes it's it's about death and about what happens uh, after it and what about what happens before it uh, uh, at some point it's really a nice uh, way to present uh, this uh, this kind of story because it, it's a touchy subject and uh, i i like that pixar is still trying to do stuff like that because we know that sometimes recently with some of the most recent movies, they tried to do more, not always the best uh, stuff. I mean, the dinosaur movie, for example, was one of them, or all the Cars movie. Uh, they did Coco, which is amazing, but not every movie they did uh, recently was, was good. So this this struck me in a particular way. So yeah. I'm looking forward to it. 
I'll definitely watch the the, the trailer later, but and, uh, it sounds quite interesting. That's sure. Yeah. Have you seen? I don't know if it's out in Italy actually. The the other movie they did onwards, the one with the fables, but in kind of a modern world. Wait, what's the what's the title? Onward, I think it's uh, the title. The one that's basically a fairy tale world, but if it's uh, in modern society with oh. houses and cars and stuff. Oh, okay. I heard really good things. I heard about that movie. Um, I I couldn't care less. I didn't know it was from Pixar. Still, <laughs> <laughs> I remember watching the trailer and it wasn't uh, impressing. Basically, the trailer didn't uh, conceal anything. You almost know everything that uh, plot wise. Yeah, it didn't uh, grab me either. I I was really underwhelmed by the trailer too. But I don't know. They talked about it in a really nice uh, way. They talked it in a positive light. So I don't know. I I'm in for the new Pixar movies. I'm hyped. I guess I want to see them uh, both uh, this and onwards. So yeah, yeah. It came out in Italy the fifth of March. So oh, it's okay. probably even out of the cinemas right now. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Okay, so in uh, a couple of weeks I'll probably try and buy an actual copy of the movie and watch it uh, not at all illegally and be a good person. Don't pirate movies. <laughs> was the, the the lamest <laughs> attempt to, to persuade <laughs> the people to not do something. <laughs> That we're totally gonna do, as everybody <laughs> does. I mean, it's uh, it's not a good thing to pirate movies. And I would say that if you have the possibility not to do that, at the same time, though, everybody does it. And it's kind of almost the norm. I'm convinced that if you at least try and give money to the company you are stealing the movies from uh, from time to time if you give them money with ticket movies and i don't know buying physical copies at some point i mean that's a nice counterbalance to what uh, to that so certainly better than just pirate everything and don't even contribute in a, in a small yeah, way. like for example, with uh, with mangas, I read the uh, scans online all the time. But if I have uh, the possibility, and I always do at some point, I buy at least one volume, two volumes of the manga I'm following, just to, I mean, feed the industry a bit, and not completely grabbing it online. So, yeah, if if you can counterbalance your pirating. <laughs> By being a good person <laughs> from time to time, I mean, you're doing at least a bit of your part, I guess. That's how I see it. It's basically the same concept of karma. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's <laughs> karma for pirating, I guess. <sighs> so, want to talk about the main uh, topic, the main course of our podcast? Yes, sure. You want to introduce it or... May I? Yeah, you go on. You go on. You are way more um, touched by the subject than I am, I guess. 
So basically, we are going to talk about uh, uh, Netflix subtitles. And uh, as a premise, a uh, couple of years ago, when uh, Netflix was uh, announced to uh, open in Italy, it had the uh, uh, the necessity to hire people to make subtitles to hire subbers, basically. I remember that uh, for uh, Japanese to English slash English to Japanese translations, you would have gotten a lot of money. And I didn't do that just because I was studying at that time. Yeah, it's a definitely decently paid job. I did some sub uh, amateur subtitle work for uh, uh, YouTube videos, but I didn't have very much uh, a great experience, but still, I decided to try and uh, do the the test to become a, a subber for Netflix, mm. and it was weird that I basically needed the Urban Dictionary more than uh, an actual dictionary. <laughs> I did not expect that, <laughs> yeah, because it was mainly focused on uh, on slang, on uh, maybe mm, hearing. Yeah. Uh, um, uh, a certain character maybe mumbling and uh, still try to understand what he yeah, yeah. is saying, but still it was a nice experience. Uh, and uh, after everything, they basically rejected me because they already got the the number of uh, subbers they they needed. Uh, mm-hmm. So that was it. I wasn't uh, didn't have uh, hard feelings for it because it just happens until now. Until. N- now and uh, this thing <laughs> grows more and more the more I watch things with subtitles because <laughs> the more you watch, uh, particularly the Italian ones, because that's what I, I use the, the most. Okay. It's obvious that those lazy fuckers that sub Netflix shows <laughs> just transcribed the translated audio from uh, instead of making real translated subtitles, real basically on quotes, but still. This makes me so mad every time. I didn't notice they were that bad until very, very recently. And by very recently, I mean like two or three days ago. Uh, I'm going to talk about it later, though. Just go on. Well, basically, this really upsets me so much because I like doing subtitles. It's a nice job translating things and just transcribing what you hear. It's... I guess it's an important part a part of the job, but still, it feels very lazy. And I discovered it basically by accident because normally I don't watch things in my language with subtitles. So I thought, who needs this kind of stuff? Who li- needs subtitles for his own language? My first thought was deaf people, but certainly they wouldn't notice the difference. But then it get got me, and the solution of this dilemma again with quotes is that uh, just people like me, like you, like us, people who are learning languages. Because every time I watch something in English, uh, at, mostly in the, in the first period when I was still learning, I watch it many times, both in uh, original language and with English subtitles, because that can be helpful if you can read yeah, what the people are saying. And that makes made kind of sense for a little bit but then even if that was the case if you're looking for material in a particular language that you're learning wouldn't you go for something from that original language why would somebody look for uh basically if you're watching it 
uh, trying to watch something to learn Italian, why would you watch a BBC made product production just dubbed and then subbed in Italian? Isn't it weird? I find it very weird. I don't know how, but <laughs> I find it very weird. I don't know. I, I haven't looked at it that way. I haven't uh, had uh, that much thought about it. Um, my experience with this it, it was uh, probably less uh, specific, less detail, detailed than yours. But recently, my parents are both really, really extremely into, um, well, mo uh, what's the name in English? Um, the... Um, the heist uh, Spanish TV show. Ah, La Casa de Papel, Money Heist. Yeah, that that one, Money Heist. Money Heist? Yes, the international title is uh, Money La Heist. Casa, La Casa de Papel, yeah. And my father convinced me to start it recently. And I've watched uh, some episodes. I watched, uh, actually, I finished season two today. Um, And I'm not talking about the, the show. I, I'm... That's another story for another time. What I want to talk about is the fact that the Italian subtitles that I saw the series in when I was watching it in original language, Spanish, they were terrible. <laughs> <laughs> and I realized that because Spanish is really similar to Italian and you could kind of see, kind of understand some words they were saying and the subtitles were translating none of it. They were translating, paraphrasing in a slightly simpler way what characters were saying in a slightly more articulate way with a, a richer language, with many, maybe some metaphors or stuff like that. The subtitles in Italian sucked. They were translating <laughs> very, very poorly. To the point that I did something I would have never done. I watched most of Money Heist in Italian. I watched the series for... It's been a long time since I've watched a TV show in my own language and not in the original language. But it was just better. Just because at least the, the adaptation was sort of more uh, on parallel with the original. Jesus Christ, it was so bad, so bad. Also, the, the dubbing is not that bad. There were sometimes some, uh, um, some stuff that really d doesn't uh, work simply because of language issues. But overall, the voice actors are great. Uh, there's, uh, the Italian voice actor for Light Yagami in the series, which if you know, uh, who that guy is, well, who that voice is, Leo, you know that he's yes. a really good yes, voice actor. I, I remember him. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's good. But the fact that I had to choose it, the Italian version as opposed to the original one because the subtitles in Italian were so bad really bugs me. <laughs> I didn't notice this in, par in particular because basically for, uh, for Money Heist, uh, I just watched it in, uh, in Spanish and uh, took the, the subtitles just as a, a, a backup thing to understand maybe the things that I couldn't get because I'm studying Spanish so I could get I can get by. Oh, did you watch it? I didn't know you watched it. Yes, I enjoyed it very much. I have some issues with it, but it's a it's a it's a fine show. It's a, it's a good yeah, show. It's, it's not the masterpiece that some people are shouting in the street about, but still, it's a very good show to me. 
it has its flaws, but still, it's it, uh, it's quite interesting. Yeah, I'm yeah. looking forward to the the fourth season. It's going to to be. Yeah, yeah. I haven't seen the third one. I have to watch it. I know that there's new city named guys. Yeah, new new it. characters, but uh, uh, to me, the third season wasn't that necessary. So, see, it was nicely made. Definitely not as good as the other. The yeah, because uh, second one just finished the story. I mean, what's the point of a third one? Uh, but okay, I, I'm I'm curious at least. That's basically the the point, and the the only thing that keeps the 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 third season for going is just that uh, Rio and Kyoto uh, in Tokyo are basically. Two stupid assholes because that's the only thing that <laughs> moves the plot. Man, I fucking hate those characters. <laughs> those ca- are, they're the worst. My father likes them. How? How? Like ninety percent of the reasons why the the heist went almost poorly for all of them is because of those two idiots. Especially Tokyo, she's the worst to me. I don't know. I I really didn't don't like her. The the best one is Berlin and uh, the professor and uh, what's the Denver? I really like Denver as a character. Yeah, I also watched uh, saw him in another Spanish uh, TV show from Netflix, Elite. No, I have never never even heard that. I basically watched it only because I knew that uh, there was him, and I really like his way of acting. the The show is basically a, a teen drama, so. It wasn't definitely my thing. I'm not going forward on uh, new season because the the first one was enough. You're really not the age demographic, I guess. But <laughs> no, that definitely it's not, not my thing. Teen drama, I couldn't, uh, I could, I can't even understand why people find it appealing. Even people outside of the age uh, that was supposed to aim, because a lot of people enjoyed it still in their twenties or thirties. But still, are you talking about? Uh, teen dramas in general, or this? No, no, in, uh, in general. Oh, okay. But you you watched uh, what's the name of the cassette TV show? I don't remember names of TV shows. Uh, Thirteen Reasons Why. Thirteen Reasons Why. You liked the first season at least. The first season was nice, but it wasn't uh, as good as a lot of people praise it to be. From the second uh, in uh, and on, it was just plain shit. It's it's net the Netflix problem over and over again. Uh, doing a season more than is needed. It happens with pretty much sixty percent, seventy percent of what they do. Also, I'd like to point out that we completely moved off the yes. topic. We said it was the main one, but yeah, that's the beauty of this mess of a podcast, I guess. In a way, I still have one thing to talk about: the Netflix subtitles that really. Yeah, yeah, go on, go on. Yeah, this this thing basically. It's like a, a needle in my brain that goes deeper and deeper every time I think about it. And I want <laughs> to not be the only person to, to feel this way. Basically, there's a very great show on uh, on Netflix, uh, an anime called Violet Evergarden. Yeah. An amazing show, an excellent example of what Kyoto Animation can do. And uh, needless to say, for this kind of uh, entertainment... Rest in peace. Yeah, also. And uh, needless to say... By the end of it, rivers were flowing out of my eyes. <laughs> in the subtitles in particular, there was this thing that the moment where I discovered it, I just went down to the rabbit hole to try to find a, a reason for this, and there's none. 
basically there's uh, this character is it a japanese uh, translation issue because maybe i can help let me use my degree leo please let me use it, it. won't be necessary because this thing just doesn't make any kind of sense i'm so sad <laughs> about that <laughs> Basically, there's uh, one of uh, the main characters. He's called uh, uh, Dietfried because the oldest, the fictional world is a kind of weird mixture of uh, German, French, and uh, also, I guess, Dutch. So the char- characters have to get this kind of uh, vibe in the older uh, names and uh, stuff like that. You can see the Violet Evergarden as a uh, I don't know, they sound that way to me, and uh, all the characters have this uh, kind of uh, theme. And uh, he's basically one of the main characters, he's not uh, a sidekick or anything. He's the brother of the man who sacrificed himself to save Violet's life, so kind of a big of a deal. And for some reason that I still cannot understand, in the subtitles, he's called Deed Hard. And there is just no. What? His name is called Dietfried in every language. This is the most bugging thing. Every language called him Dietfried. Dietfriedo is in, uh, in Japanese, so it, it's quite easy to get what's the, the sound of his name. And still every, every single subtitles in every single languages writes Diet hard. And I cannot find any reason for this. Okay, I, I, I really can't understand why did, did that happen. It's not even a problem of romanization of the, the Japanese name, because it's just com- a different name completely. It's, it doesn't make sense. Japanese can be uh, very difficult to translate sometimes, especially with non-Japanese names. R sounds, L sounds, that can be an issue. For example, there's a character in One Piece who's called Caesar Crown. And until we had official translation, we did not know if his name was Caesar Crown or Caesar Clown, <laughs> because L and R sound the same in are the same thing. So we had to wait until official translations for the character character's name. So that can be an issue, but this this is an entire different level, I guess. Firstly, the things that really shocked me is that in every other languages. A language is the same exact experience. Every other language dub says Dietfried and every other language, or at least the ones that I could read, which at first sounded crazy and unexplainable, but then I thought that uh, people who do subtitles for Netflix are just a bunch of lazy asses who probably just copy each other's, and <laughs> that's the main reason. If you, if you are listening... Uh... Subtitle translators of Netflix. Yes, I uh, hate you so. We are not talking about you specific. No, no, we are not talking about you specifically. It's the system that's wrong, not you. Please don't hate us. At least please hate just Leo, not me. I'm not doing anything. Just fix money heists subtitles and that's it. (laughs) If it's okay with you, I want to just bring in a final argument just at the, at the last uh, end. Sure, we have time, go on. Uh, there's some news uh, in Weeb World, I guess, in manga. There's some manga news. <laughs> it's uh, what I was trying to say there. Um, Bleach's anime is coming back with a vengeance, apparently. 
for uh, the few, few, few people who don't know, Bleach was one of the biggest things in the 2000s. Basically, after Naruto and One Piece, the third best-selling shonen manga of all time. After it really, really went on a nosedive of a fall, to the point that uh, the author Taitsukubo was given just three chapters to end his story, <laughs> just uh, kill it as fast and as unflattering as possible, uh, and to the point that the anime was cancelled um, by the time that uh, pretty much a time skip was. Um, happening in the story. Now, I don't know for what reason, <laughs> really, because nobody cares about Bleach in a long time. <laughs> uh, the Bleach anime is apparently coming back. It's uh, going to cover the last uh, arcs of the story, which are completely not the best part of Bleach. They're gonna cover some of the most boring and soulless pun intended, because the story is about soul reapers, parts of the story. So, yeah, it's it's not looking interesting to me, but okay, I'm kind of happy that they're going, they want to finish this. And the nicer news is that uh, the newer uh, series from Tight Kubo, which is called uh, Burn the Witch, and had uh, a one-shot... Uh, single chapter released uh, some months ago uh, is uh, getting an actual series is getting serialized officially it's gonna get some new chapters and uh, for people who don't know slight spoiler it is a i don't know if i should say it or not go on who cares <laughs> <laughs> It always amuses me how little you care about spoilers, Leo. <laughs> Hello, this is Mario, and uh, as you may have heard, I have just stopped time and stopped the podcast with uh, my stand. Just here to say that you can skip to more or less minute 35.15.20 seconds and not hear the spoilers about the chapter. I didn't want people to be mad at me. So yeah. Thanks for listening. Bye-bye. Burn the Witch is basically a story about uh, witches, and I'm saying witches with uh, um, quotes, uh, that hunt dragons. And you can do a parallel with Bleach, which is soul reapers that hunt down hollows that are basically demons. And at the end of the one-shot chapter, it's discovered that uh, this whole Burn the Witch story is based on a European version of the Soul Society of Bleach, basically. It's the same universe as Bleach, only the story is not in Japan, it's in Europe. And it's a massive, massive uh, twist of the story at the end that I really did not expect. And that's really the only thing that got me interested in the chapter that was released uh, some months ago in the one-shot chapter. And the only reason I'm gonna follow this new series, just to see what he wants to do with this idea. It's kind of weird, but Bleach is somehow, some for some reason, back. Why not? I never watch it, so would you recommend it both uh, or the, the anime or the manga to read? 
uh, it's standard as a story, but just because it's it was the 2000s, everybody was doing uh, was trying to emulate uh, Dragon Ball at that time. Uh, so Naruto, Bleach, uh, all those series were born out of Dragon Ball, and you can summarize Bleach easily as uh, Dragon Ball. It if if it had swords okay. instead of martial arts. There's laser beams. There's uh, gigantic fights, there's transformations, but there's also swords. That's basically it. And I'd recommend, uh, if you want to enter this kind of uh, uh, world, to read at least uh, the beginning and the very first um, important arc of Bleach, which is Soul Society, because that is basically the one of the best moments in manga shonen history i think soul society is one of the best arcs in everything it's bleach's top moments and one of the best moments uh, from recent anime slash manga other than that the story goes a little formulaic a little repetitive a little kind of kubo gets really lazy and redoes the same kind of story over and over <laughs> Because he's not that good of a writer. He's just an outstanding artist. His uh, chapters, uh, his first chapters uh, and Until Soul Society and a little bit after that too are amazing. The way they're drawn, the way they portray the scenes. It's, it's, it's insane how good he is. It's sad what happens to the story and also to the drawings a little bit later when he gets bored of what he does and when he really doesn't believe himself in what he's writing so it's kind of a sad story that of blues but i'd certainly recommend the first part you remember more or less how many chapters or volumes are there uh for bleaches at least for the first part it's kind of sort of 20 volumes i never recommend the whole story because it's not that good overall and it's 700 it's almost 700 chapters or something it's like 600 or something okay. and i would never recommend that big of a read to anyone god i would never recommend to read one piece if you're not at least into it 200 chapters <laughs> in because it's too long <laughs> and i love one piece for Bleach, at least uh, the first 20 volumes of Soul Society and the beginning, they're great. They're just great uh, shonen story, and you should experience it at least. I guess I should uh, give it a try, yes. Uh, it's. I know it's not your, um, your kind of uh, anime, because you're more of a rivers-in-your-eye guy. <laughs> <laughs> just sometimes. <laughs> Or a trigger, giant robots fighting destruction with amazing animations guy. I can enjoy shonen just if they're not too lame and basic. Uh, I can enjoy them also. So yeah, we talked a lot. I, I really went on a ramble there. <laughs> sorry. More than what I expected. Yeah, sorry for that. Um, okay. Thanks again, uh, everyone, for listening. Hope you enjoyed our company. Remember to check out our Facebook page, our Instagram account, where we keep you sort of maybe almost updated on stuff we do. At least last week, I remember to <laughs> let everybody know we <laughs> will skip an episode. Yeah. And uh, as always, please, please excuse, excuse my, my English. English.